Welcome everyone to the mightiest podcast in the nine realms, metas, and mutants. I am Tombstone the Dead Man, and this is my fellow Avenger, Super Psy Guy. What up? What's good, Super Psy Guy? Uh, you know, living the dream. Word, word. You know what I've been reading lately? What have you been reading? <laughs> so I went to check out uh, the Hulk, Immortal Hulk. And it's all kinds of crazy going on over there. <laughs> oh, man. Did you read the latest issue? The one where uh, the, the Christmas one? <laughs> the... Oh, that, that was the King in Black time. Yeah, the King. I read I, that I, one. I was thinking the, uh, the, the main story issue, not the King in Black one. Where no, was, uh... I'm, I'm behind with just that one right there. That one. I need to read. Oh, I haven't man. read that this week. It's it's good. Check it out. I'm going to check it out. I, just one thing is so funny. Um, if you look at the way the Hulk... Um, was presented years back. It is nothing like okay. I ain't gonna say nothing, but it is so much different now um, that he's the immortal Hulk. Even from the way he transforms into the Hulk, like <laughs> all of that shit. Well, it's also crazy. the different personalities, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Banner personality to the regular Hulk still kind of transforms the same way, mm-hmm. but when it's when it's like the Devil Hulk personality, it's completely different. When it's Joe Fix It, it's a completely different attitude. It looks everything. painful. And, and it shows. <laughs> yeah. That shit looks painful, man. It looks painful. I was reading that. I was uh, uh, catching up with some older, uh, 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 old Avengers story that I must have missed at some point. But it was, it was, it was really dope. And even though it didn't necessarily have all of the like the main trinity of iron man captain america and um thor in it It, i thought it was really good it was one of the older ones where um when uh carol danvers was running the team and aries was on the team and and they were fighting against yeah that's an old one that's an old one um and it was one where he was uh fighting against all it was matter of fact it's the story arc where ultron kills century's wife it's that one and um Dude, just, I don't know, man, like, the writing changes so much. It's just in just a matter of years. The way characters are written, once they flip over the writer, different writers and stuff, like, it's almost like almost like reading a whole different book, um, you know, with the exception of the fact that they use some of the same characters, but it's almost like reading a whole different book, you know, because the writing is so different. Um, and I think at the time... Um, I may have, you know, undervalued the way they wrote back then. Just like I was reading um, the the very first Deadpool series. I was reading oh, that yeah. recently. I started reading some of that, not recently, but mm-hmm. probably about a year or two ago. They write him way different. And I, I, I've often told um, SBJ uh, from my uh, Black Culture Geeks show. Um, that I preferred old Deadpool to new Deadpool. I felt like it was a better balance. He was funny, but he also had menace and motherfuckers was actually scared of him. (laughs) You know, for me, my favorite era of Deadpool probably would have been when it was the Deadpool and Cable. Oh, dude, that was so awesome back then. Yeah, it was awesome. Because Again, it, it wasn't quite as borderline villainous is mm-hmm. like that original run of Deadpool but yeah. it was still there was more 
content to it than just the, hey, look at me, I have swords and chimichangas. Right, right, right. There was still some decent amount of content to it. And that was really the run that made Deadpool a big name in the first place. That's true. That's true. Like, that was a run where it ended up going like 60, 70 issues or something Mm -hmm, like that. And mm -hmm. on, on issue 50, they even made a joke about how. They never expected it to go past 15 issues. <laughs> well, I think... it's like, it's Deadpool who was uh, a borderline no-name character. Yeah. And and Cable, who outside of X-Men, had little to no relevance to the rest of the Marvel Universe. That's true. That's true. And for some reason, that run with just the two of them appealed to people. I think it has a lot to do with their personality differences. Um you know, Cable can never be confused as someone that has a humorous disposition. It's not it's not the kind of guy he is. He's a tough guy with big guns. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Deadpool is a tough guy, but he's a little more, you know, flippant. Um he he he's Spider Man with an edge. And I think that's why I kind of preferred his earlier incarnations as to the way they write him now. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the way they do him now. It's just, I think I like the other one better because like there were, there were times where you knew Deadpool was an absolute threat. He was an absolute threat. If he, if he, if he sent out there with them guns and them swords and the healing factor, he might be joking, but he's out there fucking people up and people knew, Oh shit! Here comes Deadpool because they knew as crazy as as he might be, he he gets the job done. And I yeah. think when you know they played into the humor side of him because that kind of got him over with a lot of people outside of you know just geeky comic book fans, right? So I think they lean into that more now. And I always suggest to people not that they shouldn't like the new version of Deadpool. But you should expand on the different versions of him and go check out like his four his four book miniseries that he did um, where he was going against Juggernaut and Black Tom. Go go check that out because it's some good shit in there. Go check out his um the the the, the one run he had before uh, Cable and Deadpool where um, he was with uh, Landrew Luckman and Lake um, and. There was a prophecy they were trying to stop from happening or whatever. And and, and the arc ended with him uh, having to fight Captain America, who was possessed by, um, I think, it wasn't Starro. That's uh, DC. Um, but uh, Shomo Gorf. Shomo Gorf. Like, go read those because I'm telling you that them stories are, they're dope. They're fire. With his, his old uh, uh, love affair, sort of love affair, with Banshee's daughter. Like, go read some of this stuff. This stuff is good. Like, when he, when he went against the Hulk, go read some of this stuff, because it's good. And I think it will help flesh out for a lot of people what he is as a character. He's not just a clown in a red suit that kills people. You know? But I've been checking those out. That's fair. Yeah. I've been checking those out. And I've, I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. I also put somebody on to the... Um, the Marvel um, Comics app, the Ultimate app, and they hit me up with a saying, man, where has this been all my life? 
And I, I rather do. I do like the idea of comic book companies making apps. You pay a subscription fee every month, and, and you get access. You get access. Much yeah, like I like that because you get all these back backlog books and all that other shit. Like I like that. And in the case of like uh, the Marvel one, it's like six months or three months. Yep. You you can read the comic the week it comes out. Yep. And after that. It's three months before it hits it, so it gives people in like and comic shops and everything else that right. sells physicals a chance to get their. They can still make their money. Exactly, they can still sell physical copies and everything else. Exactly, exactly. I think it's a good deal, and it's, I think it's a great way to um, monetize an industry that had been kind of losing money um, these last I don't know ten years or so. Um, the first thing somebody will tell you is there's no money in, in the comic books themselves as much as it's into the IP, which you can do with that IP um, later once it becomes popular. And I think that's sad, but it's also, it's, it's progress. It's the way shit works. When, you know, shit becomes digital, it's a lot easier to pirate. You know? It's just, it's just that simple. Um, but yeah, man, that's kind of that's kind of where my um, head was at. And I also, of course, was uh, catching up with a lot of older um Marvel and DC movies, just watching them because it helps me when I'm working. You know, I can literally count my, the hours I'm putting in by when this movie started and when it ended. So, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, that's what I've yeah. been doing. Um, you want to get into some of this news? Let's get into some of the news. I'll let you hit the first one. Charlie Cox reportedly returning as Daredevil in Marvel's Spider Man 3. Again, this is still rumors, and if you're listening to the rumors, everybody's going to be in Spider-Man yeah, 3, I kinda, except Uncle Ben. <laughs> I kind of feel like Marvel trolling with that, but all right, you would go <laughs> Marvel's trolling. But, although we have not got any official casting news from Sony or Marvel Studios, there's certainly lots of reports and rumors flying around about the currently in-production Spider-Man 3. Yesterday, the trades confirmed past reports that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 star Alfred Molina is returning for the role of Dr. Octopus. Joining the previously announced Jamie Foxx's Electro, which was portrayed in Amazing Spider-Man 2. This was quickly followed last night by an unconfirmed report claiming that Andrew Garfield, Kirsten Dunst, and Emma Stone are all on board to return. And with Tobey Maguire also in talks. Why Marvel would begin production without locking them down remains a mystery. And that's possibly because... And who knows? Some of these rumors, they could have already actually been signed. That's true. And can't talk because of NDAs. That's very true. Very true. However, if a new report from Murphy's Multiverse is to be believed, it seems it's not only that the previous Spider-Man franchises will be receiving a revival of sorts in Spider-Man 3... As Daredevil star Charlie Cox is reportedly set to reprise his Netflix role as Matt Murdock alongside Tom Holland's web slinger. <laughs> From your this lips is, to Odin's ears. <laughs> this isn't the first time that Cox has been linked to Spider-Man 3. Back in April, he denied rumors that he was being lined up to return as the Devil of Hell's Kitchen. And stated in May that he expects Marvel to recast the role and if uh, Kevin Feige and company decide to reintroduce it. Boo! Should the casting prove true... Cox would be the first of the Netflix defenders to make the jump to, from the Mar- Netflix shows to the MCU proper. 
though he could potentially be portraying a new version of the character similar to J.K. Simmons' J. Jonah Jameson, which, even though it's technically the same role, it was definitely a different character from what we saw in the original trilogy. Hmm. Hmm. The untitled Spider-Man sequel is slated for release December 17th, 2021, and sees John Watts directing Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberbatch, Zendaya, Marisa Tomei, Jacob Batalon, and Tony Revolori, which is the main cast. Hmm. So outside of the main cast, they haven't really confirmed anybody yet. So let me let me give you my uh, trolling theory. <laughs> All right. So you remember how Marvel would do with, uh, with like, for instance, Infinity War, where they put the trailer up there, and you saw the one scene at the end where all of the Avengers were, like, running across the uh, the field in, in Wakanda. You saw the Hulk up there, you know. And it's like, we watched the movie and realized after um, – Hulk Cap, put that stunning ass movie. they weren't even in it so then with Endgame that's not the name y'all that's not the name I know I know it, it sounds perfect and everything but that's not the name turned out it, it it was the name I think I think there's Marvel trolling going on here I think it's becoming a meme because first we hear about um, Jamie Foxx which is pretty confirmed right Jamie Foxx. Yeah. You know, so that's that's cool. And then we start hearing other people, the other people that now it's starting to become funny now. Like, like I hear uh, Andrew Garfield's going to be in here. I hear Tobey Maguire's going to be in here. I hear, well, you know. Well, for Tobey and Andrew, they've been rumored to be involved with it pretty much since the get-go before. Yeah, well, that's true. Anyone else was even confirmed for it. Which is funny why um, Jamie Foxx would have been confirmed first. Because long before D- Jamie was even talked about for this, their names was already like being bandied about to that. So now we're hearing every everybody. Daredevil, everybody, everybody. Everyone will be there. I will guarantee you at some point next year, before spring, they say, they say Luke Cage is going to make an appearance. Uh, listen... <laughs> I'm telling you. For that one, <laughs> you might want to read the next article. Oh, damn. About that. <laughs> oh, damn. So, <laughs> whether it's as hopeful or not as you s- suspect, <laughs> you're going to have to read it. I, I've read this article already. I know where it's going. <laughs> All right. So, let, let's get into that then. That's a great segue. Um, Burnthal, rumored to be appearing. In the MCU. Now, folks, we've talked about this on this show before, you know, this rumor. Let's see what this article says to update that. Punisher John Bernthal is now rumored to potentially be coming to the MCU. Now, I'm going to stop right there because words mean things. And, and, and English rumored is not that hard. potential. <laughs> see, words there. Rumored potential. Yeah. Not like, confirmed, just it's rumored that there's a potential. Days, it's rumors. <laughs> right. Now, a lot of these rumors happen to end up coming true. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it's currently just rumors, nothing confirmed. And, 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 and look, how, look how they worded it. Rumored to potentially. So, not rumored to be there, but the rumor is that he... 
he there's a pot it's rumored that there may be a possibility that he will be there. Not it's rumored that he will be there. There's rumored that there may be a possibility that he'll be there. So that's kind of funny. Um, which follows, it said that Charlie Cox, Daredevil, will be appearing in Spider-Man 3. The rumor comes from YouTuber Grace Randolph, who covers the Daredevil news in her latest video. Grace offers that Kevin Feige is indeed bringing Charlie Cox for Spider-Man 3, which will see Matt Murdock as the lawyer for Peter Parker. But that, it is unknown if Cox will be suiting up as Daredevil. Now, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I don't even need to see Cox in there suited up. As Daredevil. Just seeing him show up as Matt Murdock. Murdock. I'm good. A huge. It's, it's, it, that's huge. It, it would be huge. It would be huge. And obviously, if he's Matt Murdock, he's, he's, he's Daredevil. Going, right. He's exactly. Daredevil. Exactly. But it would just be huge to see that. We, we don't need to load him up as Daredevil. Mm-hmm. We don't need to add on more and more unnecessary stuff. But if Facts. we see him as a lawyer, it'd be like, okay. That tells us everything we need to know and gives us hope for the future content. Um, so, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. But, is, but, it, it, but it is unknown if Cox will be suiting up as Daredevil. She also says Daredevil uh, will be in She-Hulk. Randolph says that Kevin Feige likes Charlie Cox's Daredevil and realizes he has a lot of fans, so Feige has decided to bring Daredevil as part of his MCU plans and that Feige likes a couple of other Marvel Netflix actors and characters including John Bernthal as Punisher and Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. It's also said that Feige likes Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, but that character might be too similar to the upcoming Jessica Drew Spider-Woman movie from Sony, so Ritter as Jones might not be coming back. Grace goes on to say that the other Marvel Netflix characters will most likely get recast. That will include Luke Cage and Iron Fist, which is something I was told is going to happen as plans are in place for an MCU Heroes for Hire project. I'm just going to say boo up front right now. Um... Give me those. I need the same me, people. Give me, give the same me Finn and, you know, give, give me those two. Yeah, I just need those two. For Heroes for Hire. <clears throat> yeah, like, come on. And I actually, I, I really don't want them to recast them, um, uh, if they have her in there, um, Misty. I like the one they have for Misty. Um, but, you know, it is what it, it, is, what it is. So, uh, John Bernthal on Punisher's Return. Recently saw John Barenthal touch upon a return to the Punisher role while he remained optimistic it could happen. Barenthal teased that there's always hope when asked by the Geek House Show YouTube channel about a return as Punisher and said if it happens, he wants to get it right. Season 2 was nowhere near as good as Season 1. It's not. Which I actually thought was the other way around. Yeah, I, I did too. I did too. I, I agree. I agree. Because I thought season one, well, we talked about this the last, last show. Yeah, last episode. Like, we didn't need another origin, sh- origin thing for him. We need him to get into killing gangsters and shit. Um, it's not about whether we do it, it's about getting it right and doing the version that the fans really deserve. And we'll see, he said. Frank's always there. He's always a part of me. And when we get the call to go, I will be ready. And I'll make sure that I do everything I can to make sure that we do it right or we won't do it. At all. Um, interestingly enough, back in 2018, John Bernthal said he would want a Punisher team-up with Spider-Man Tom Holland. And it's known the two starred together in Pilgrimage and that Bernthal helped out Holland with his Spider-Man audition tapes. 
And funny fun fact too is that Holland actually helped him with his Punisher audition tapes as well. Wow. Apparently uh, like the two of them have been really close for a while. Do yeah, because they even have in this article they have uh uh what appears to be Instagram. Yeah. Uh back and forth between the two. Between the two of them yeah. and the picture it's together. Pretty, it's pretty dope. Um and the picture together, yeah. He, he says, I'm in love with Tom Holland. You know what I mean? That's my dude. For me, it's not about I have no aspirations or desire to do anything besides what I'm doing. I love this character. I believe in him. He's in my bones. I feel honored to play him, and I want to keep playing him. So in all honesty, there's no part of me that says, oh, I hope I'm in the movies. It's whatever it'll be. That being said, there's one character and one actor that I just have the utmost respect for in the Marvel Universe, and without question, it's Tom. He's equal parts a good person as a great actor. I've heard that. And he does all that stuff himself. He's a sick athlete. He's got a great family, and I think the world of him. Yeah, uh, Tom Holland was on the Jimmy Kimmel show, I believe, uh, one time, and came out there, suited up as Spider-Man, did a couple backflips and all that shit. Like, Oh, yeah. like He actually did his own flips and everything else when he went in in person to do the audition. Yeah, man, it's crazy. He just wanted to show them, like, yeah, man, if you have me, you don't need the stunt double. They gave him one anyway. Of course, because they didn't want to be like, injured. He's like, you have but... me, you don't need one. I can do this. We're good. At the very least, you wouldn't have to pay the guy as much. Like, <laughs> like I could do a lot of the shit. Um, so we were making... Um, we were making tapes from Ireland in the process of getting him cast in Spider-Man. And then he and I made a tape for the Punisher. Barenthal previously told the New York Daily News, we were constantly making tapes for Marvels, just acting together. These tapes definitely do exist. You can call Marvel and ask for it, but that's like breaking into Fort Knox. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I find it interesting because uh, the Punisher's debut was in a Spider-Man comic book. So yeah. it's like... That's kind of interesting, right? That those two are cool like that. And the like fact that. that those two are like super close offset as yeah, well. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, You'd right? Be like, yo, we got to make this happen. I, I think it would be awesome. Strict. It would be awesome. Tom's already in. so Yeah, it, Tom, Tom's in there. Good. He needs to pull those strings like, yo, get my man in here. Facts. Look, he like, pulled strings with Spider-Man, right? He I went think they have uh, Tom for like seven more movies or something yeah. like that. Including the upcoming third Go talk to somebody to, but so, see, so like Tom make a few calls And he's done get, it before Yeah he's done it before That's that whole story that he went to The Disney head Disney exact and told him Look, We need Spider-Man man <laughs> like, We need Spider-Man he's being MCU yeah, says, like, You guys need to work this out Yeah I hate I hate to see Mommy and daddy fight Y'all gotta <laughs> Yeah, I got to do something about this. another picture here to finish off this article, mm-hmm. and it's Tom Holland at the gym wearing a Punisher shirt. Wow. In which he also takes John Bernthal. <laughs> and in this picture, like, man, it actually looks like Tom's gotten getting pretty- ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Tom's getting ripped. I mean, Tom's, Tom, Tom's in a good place in his life. He's yeah. in a good place in his life, you know? So, you know... You saw the part where I was really referencing there, though. Like, yes. Possibly casting. <laughs> like, oh boy. I gotta get you to read this one, you know, just so you don't set yourself up for hard disappointment. Facts. Obviously, that's all still rumors too. But hey. Yeah, I mean, 
gotta be prepared for anything. This has been a wild year. And, and, if, and if there is rumors that he's not returning, best get him out now so Facts. that way you're you're prepared for it. That's a fact. That's a fact. So what's the next story? Next up is Thomas Jane, mm-hmm. who's played Punisher, wants to direct John Bernthal as Frank Castle. Hmm. So he wants and that's something. Thomas Jane has been taking a bun- a few director roles recently. Ah. So he, he, he's been doing that a lot since retiring from acting for the most part. Oh. So uh, he, he, wants to di- he wants to direct John Bernthal in a Punisher, either series or movie or something. Interesting. So it's in 2004, Thomas Jane brought Marvel's comics anti-hero vigilante Frank Castle to the big screen in The Punisher. Though the film wasn't well-received, most thought that Jane's performance as Castle was a highlight. Facts. When he isn't acting, Jane is also a comics writer and founded the publisher Raw Studios. Hmm. It isn't too surprising that Jane maintains strong feelings about his comic book character role. He even reprised the role in an unofficial short film he co-created titled Dirty Laundry back in 2012. Which, if you haven't seen it, you check need to. it out. You need to. It is so good. Yeah. Comicbook.com spoke to Jane about making his television directing debut in the fifth season of The Expanse. With all the recent news about past Spider-Man and Batman actors returning to their roles, we had to wonder if Jane might be willing to get back into characters Frank Castle again, should the opportunity arise. Not only would he be game, but he'd also like to try his hand directing a Punisher project starring John Bernthal, who played Punisher in Netflix's series. It's like, that'd be a fan thing, says of reprising the role. If the fans really wanted me back and we could find a script. See, I think the Punisher and the reason why I did the short was that it hasn't fully been cracked in a way that fully honors the character Frank Castle in the film. And I love what Bernthal did on Netflix. I think he's such a great Punisher. In fact, I would love to direct a Punisher starring him because he's such a great actor. You know, that says a lot, right? Because a lot of people, they you know, they they still love Thomas Jane in that, in that role, even if the, they thought the movie could have been better and he didn't kill enough people. That was my whole thing. He didn't kill enough people. But um, it was done in a campy way, but like Bernthal by no means was the problem in that movie. Nah, nah. And, like, it, it even says here, he was the highlight of that movie. See, and that's what I'm saying. So if Thomas, if Thomas Jane is saying he thinks that Bernthal is a great Punisher and would love to direct a Punisher movie with him. That says a lot about Bernthal's betrayal, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, now, if the fans wanted me to come back and play Frank, and the script was something, and when we found a director in a script where we really felt we could put a stamp on this character, there's so much to Frank Castle and the Punisher in his world. So true. We couldn't make, we couldn't make a dark film when we did the Punisher back in 2004. We couldn't go as dark because people just hadn't trusted on the production side that fans would be into that. Hmm. But now we've got shows like The Boys and, of course, The Dark Knight came out after the Punisher series. Yeah. Or, sorry, after the Punisher movie, where I think that producers and studios are now aware that there's a real audience for, like, the darkness. Yeah. The taxi driver-esque quality you could pull out of the Frank Castle. And that hasn't been done, and I would love to do that. But again, we have to take it to a place where, frankly, the Punisher has always wanted to go. Right. 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 Right! <laughs> See, the, I think the other reason why Thomas Jane was so good, because he Jane understands the character. 
necessarily aged the best, though. No, yeah. So if, if you did it, you'd almost need to do like an old man castle storyline, yeah. which is a real storyline. Yeah, it is and one. it will. It, it's doable. That's definitely doable. So either do that or do like Cosmic Ghost Rider, and then you could. Ah, sort of true. But if you're trying to do a modern one, Bernthal is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. And again, just. If we could get, you know, him in there as a director for Bernthal, that'd just be a fan dream, right? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. It would be dope. Uh, the idea of doing Cosmic uh, Ghost Rider, though, um, like, Marvel would really... Marvel that would, would be cool, really... That's something that would have to be done later, just given yeah. powers. Yeah, because, again... Or even could because they've killed Thanos in the MCU and that was actually part of how he got those powers was he served Thanos you know what's crazy about that too though so the, the way they killed Thanos I think it's really hard to bring him back back yeah you know what I'm saying like cutting off Thanos's head it he can come back from that um the moment Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and the whole magic shit gets firmly established in the MCU, you could possibly do there's that. there there's a, a way to bring Thanos back, but the Infinity Stone just erasing him from reality. I don't know. Again, they didn't touch on alternate realities with that though. Yeah, true, very true. But true. again, that's all speculation by just us at yeah. this point yeah i always try to find a way because you know it's it's not easy to um to bring some of these high-minded concepts because they are a lot of them are they, they, they're like way out there um that they fit perfectly in the comic book medium but when you put it on the screen and that form of storytelling it's difficult to make that stick to make that land but i would argue that at this point in the development of the superhero genre of movies, they've really done a lot of crazy shit that while it might not be comic book crazy, it's certainly strained uh, 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 what I would have thought they could have got away with successfully back in the day. Like, we literally saw uh, Fenris Wolf in Ragnarok, big as the house gets suplexed, off of the uh, dude, come on, they, come on. Are we serious now? Like, we've seen some shit in comic books. Now, we saw um, Thor restart a star. The fuck? You don't see stuff like that. No, not at all. You know, like we we literally saw Ego, the Living Planet. I mean. I'm just saying, and I got a feeling that they're going to push the envelope even further after Doctor Strange, for him and Scarlet Witch, firmly entrench magic into the Marvel Universe. And I know they're going to give it some rules, because there has to be some rules, right? But I still say, man, we've gone further now that I ever would have dreamed of. You know, initially they were doing only certain types of characters because they thought these were somewhat rooted in some form of reality that people could kind of get behind. This is what we could sort of get away with. Yeah. They 
get away with a lot more now so we can hopefully see even more stuff that exactly. we never thought of five even five years ago. even five so, years ago yep yep like five years ago seeing a you know fenris and ego was still kind of like okay yeah it's rude, <laughs> really is how you gonna do how you gonna do that still mm-hmm. skeptical yeah and now we're like okay let's see what they can do right right because tell the truth uh if i told you just 10 years ago maybe a little more than 10 years ago uh galactus you know they were so scared to do galactus in fantastic four Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they they were so scared to do galactus event for real for real in galactic in in, in the fantastic four two movie they were terrified of doing galactus they made him a fucking cloud yeah and that was just not good it was horrible it was absolutely fucking horrible um never do that again <clears throat> and i'm warning um kevin feige right now up front don't give you us do galactus cloud <laughs> you do that we'll hunt you down we'll ourselves. hunt you down we, we have a certain yeah, set of yeah, skills that was, a joke. <laughs> that was a joke for the record <laughs> no we will we will absolutely hunt him down and boo him we will boo you we will literally hunt you down boo <laughs> boo Boo, I want, I, he doesn't have to be purple. I understand how that might look on the screen, right? I understand. Nah, man, nah, man. We, we got the fishbowl Mysterio. We can get full. You know what? On second we'll thought, ahead. you have convinced me. You have convinced me. If we got <laughs> fishbowl here. I thought, I thought that was hilarious. The fact that they went the OG. Yeah, man. I'm so happy for that. We got fishbowl head. So anything's pop. We can get the purple planet eater. Come on, come on. Um, hold up, hold up, real fast. I gotta uh, do something. All right, so let's get into the meat of this episode because, as I'm sure you, those of you that have been paying attention and have, if you listen to this podcast. Marvel dropped a whole bunch of news this past week. A whole bunch. So we have this split up into three sections, really. Mm -hmm. One Mm -hmm. of them is just announcements of things that were just not announced type things. Right. We have things where they are thoughts on trailers because they did drop four trailers. Yes, sir. And then other news, which were things that were kind of announced, but we were given more details on. Right. So let's go with the new announcements. Uh, Marvel Legends series announced. It's going to be a Disney Plus show, and it's supposed to air January 8th, 2021. Now, here's the thing. I'm kind of... Like, really excited that we're about to get some brand new content this soon. January 8th is just around the fucking corner. It's just yeah. around the corner. And I believe the premise of Legends mm-hmm. is them sort of looking back at the highlights yeah. of the MCU so far. 
mm-hmm. and how it ties into the future of the MCU. So basically, they're doing narrative framing. They're framing yeah. the narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tying all the strings together. Right. Like, one of the things, uh, I believe the first episode is actually going to focus on Scarlet Witch and uh, Vision. Because it's also the week after, exactly one week after, one <laughs> division comes out. Oh, man. So, it's like, the actual overview of Marvel Studios Legends is... As the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand, Marvel Studios Legends celebrates and codifies what has come before. Revisit the epic heroes, villains, and moments from across the MCU in preparation for the highly anticipated stories still to come. Each dynamic segment feeds directly into the upcoming series premiering on Disney+, setting the stage for future events. Marvel Studios Legends weaves together the many threads that constitute the unparalleled Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'll be binging that. I say January 8th. What day is that? Now, this is what I want to know. Is it just going to be, are they going to just plop it, the whole series down at once? That'll be a Friday. So we're going to get the whole series at once, or is it going to be where they string us along, kind of like Disney Plus does The Mandalorian? Yeah, you know? my guess is we've only had one ori- or a couple of original series on Disney Plus. Right. And I think most of them have all been one episode a week. There's yeah. been one or two where they've dumped everything, but those are usually only like a limited special thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think most of their stuff is one a week, so I assume this would be similar. Hmm. I, I'm assuming all the MCU shows that we're going to talk about in this podcast right. are one a week. I have no confirmation on that. I'm just going with that, seeing as how that's how they've handled The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. which is really the only comparable so far. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's a good idea. Because one of the complaints I've been hearing from people about Disney Plus has been, um, sure, the nostalgia stuff is dope. But when people got tired of that, they said, well, I'm just going to let my subscription lapse. And then when they have new content on there, I'll go and get it again. This way, um, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But with the amount of announcements they've made, there's just going to be a lot of new content content. And a bunch of these do have dates. Right. Right. This one is January 8th. We have a date on Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we'll talk about when we get to that Mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. We have a date for WandaVision, which we mentioned last episode. Yeah. January 15th. So one week after, which will also be a Friday. But it's like we're getting hard dates on this stuff. Right. So that means all this stuff is either finished filming already and finished production. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these are, we have a couple where we know come comes out in summer, this summer 2021. So at this point we know they've finished filming Yep, and they're working on the production part of it right now. Absolutely. It's the effects and all of that. They're starting to get all this stuff up. Like, I imagine most of this stuff was supposed to be out already. In fact, 
most of the stuff is supposed to be out like half a year ago type thing. Yep. Yep. It's everything up. But now that we've had a bunch of this stuff, they're doing limited return to work and everything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're We're going to get a lot of this stuff in a very short period of time. You know, the crazy thing is, can you imagine, imagine if we didn't have this, uh, pandemic and they would have dropped a good portion of this this year. Like, one division would have already been out. Yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier would have already been out. Their momentum Loki would have been crazy. Loki was was projected first quarter 2021. Right, right. And that, and we do have a month, but not a day. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we're looking at being pushed back three one to three months for Loki because we know the month is May. Right. Uh, we have um, we have a rough time frame on Marvel's What If. We have a rough time frame on Miss Marvel. Like, uh, we have a rough time frame on Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Now, Hawkeye, we, we knew was going to be 2021 in the first place. Yeah, so that yeah. got delayed, but not by as much as we thought. But, like, WandaVision would have already been out. Falcon and Winter Soldier would have already been out. Loki would have been coming up in the next month or two. Dude, this year would have been kind of lit. Even yeah, without we, movies, like, it would have been lit. Yeah. And Black Widow would have already been out. And there is something. We've mentioned it before about how, like, Marvel needs and Disney needs to get around just releasing this stuff on... Mm-hmm. On Disney Plus. Yeah, put it Disney on, yeah. Plus. Apparently, the main reason they haven't done that with any of the Marvel stuff as of yet is they're apparently having to renegotiate every one of these actors contracts mm. because that, that was their contracts are much like they did with like Robert Downey Jr. A lot of their contracts are tied into box office sales. Interesting. If not going box office sales, it just voids huge parts of these contracts. Right. So, Apparently, they're in the process of renegotiating contracts with a bunch of these stars so that they can just release it through Disney+. Plus, Right. Or possibly doing what Warner Brothers is doing and releasing it on Disney+, Plus and theaters. Yeah, I can, see, I can see a combination so of that, the two. That's apparently been the big holdup as to why they haven't done that or announced doing that. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, uh, the next thing is about the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. It is being called Quantumania. Kind Obviously crazy. involving Quantum Realm. And yeah, I mean, because yeah, people just tack Quantum on everything. So Yeah, and they, <laughs> they did recast the grown Cat, Cassie Lang. So, the lady we... Or I, the one I we say saw in Endgame. The one we saw in Endgame has been recast. Mm. And she was like, I only found out about it when they announced this. Oh, damn. But she did say that she loved working with the MCU and what she did. And she wants to still be involved with it. So she's going to try for another role in the MCU if Mm, she can. All right. So we'll see how that goes out. Yeah. And that... We we talked about how there's in the past there was rumors that the actor for from uh, 
I can't remember what show it was, but the one that Marvel signed. It was rumored for Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. They've confirmed he's Kang the Conqueror. And we all know that Kang the Conqueror and his time-traveling ways are some of the absolute favorite type of stuff for uh, Super Saga. So (laughs) this should be (laughs) be fairly interesting. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see. (laughs) Who knows? They might not even make it a time-travel thing. Yeah. Quantum realm. He might be, be, yeah. It might be just multi a multiverse thing. Yeah, it might yeah. be that. You know, which I feel would be a lot easier to pull off as well. Especially considering uh, the direction they appear to be going in as the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. they already did they, the time shit in, in Endgame. Yeah, you know, they have announced uh, I Am Groot, which is going to be a Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. As a series of shorts based around the adventures of Baby Groot. Now, wait a minute. Is this going to be animated or is it going to be, they're going to CGM like they did in the movies? Uh, doesn't say. Hmm. It, they didn't announce that. They just said this is what the show is going to be about. Right. That's interesting. But uh, they did basically say, I, I believe I can pull it up here. Uh here, let me see. TV shows. See all TV shows. If I click on I Am Groot, the overview of it is not there. Hmm. So we only have the description they announced of when they announced the show itself, which is just it's going to be about Baby Groot and some of the adventures. And, and they did mention... Uh, there will be some new characters we haven't seen. I'm going to go on record right now and take that leap and say that this is not going to be animated. This is going to be CGI. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm going on record to say it because, um, you know, I was I, I had watched a few of those uh, uh, trailers, and I'm looking at the C, the CGI and the effects and. They they went big budget. Like, yeah. They went big budget with this shit. Just looking yeah, at, like, you know. The, the official description Marvel put out when they released this, that's mm-hmm. not the overview of the show, is everyone's favorite little tree, Baby Groot, will star in a series of shorts on Disney+, Plus, featuring several new and unusual characters. Hmm. So that that's all they announced. They don't know if it's going to be... We don't know if it's animated or CGI, but I assume it's probably going to be the CGI as we saw in the movies. That's what I think, too. They're spending money. Being as it's based around Baby Groot, my guess is it takes place between the end of Guardians 1 up until Infinity War. Yeah, I agree. Remember, Guardians 2, he was still Baby Groot. I agree. Great. And and they don't give a time frame. They just said it's a series of short shorts. That's right. all we know. So it's going to be like, it's not necessarily a consistent season of things. It's just going to be little stories, standalone stories around, based around him. Right. And it says there will be featuring new and unusual characters. So I, I figure we'll probably see some of the Guardians mm-hmm. at some point. 
I think but I think it's safe to say that. Yeah, he's the main character, but on Groot and his stuff. We might see or hear voices, like for instance, we might hear Rocket somewhere. They yeah. can creatively have, you know. Exactly. I'm here for it. I'd watch it. And I would definitely watch it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to. <laughs> because, yeah. Next up, we also have Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. You know, this frightened me, right? It's going to be Disney Plus mm-hmm. 2022 confirmed. Oh, or shit. at least supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Most likely Christmas because holiday special. Right. Will be written and directed by James Gunn. Now that that by itself does give me hope for it, but the reason when I hear uh holiday special that has me worried and concerned. The Star Wars one? Yes, man. Like, that shit still... <laughs> so yeah, like, it's still in my head, you know? So, and inside but, my know, own head canon. It's still written and directed by... Yeah, that gives me hope. That gives me hope. It, it's going to be consistent with the other three movies. Yeah. And this is supposed... It's going to be a, on Disney+, Plus, but I think it's going to be like a Disney+. Plus movie mm-hmm. not necessarily a, a show type thing right even if it is like an hour and a half movie instead of the typical two to two and a half right right i could see it being that hour hour and a half type thing because again holiday specials tend to be kind of long and, and shorter for movie longer for tv yeah shows. yeah yeah eh, like i said I, i'm gonna give it a chance um but yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I was worried. Then I saw that James Gunn was doing the work, so I was feeling a little better about it. But I'm, I'll keep my eye on it. Still, still skeptical. Yeah, it's a little skeptical. Yeah. All right, I'll let you handle the next one. Yeah. Okay. Here. So now this is interesting. So Armor Wars was announced, but it's gonna be a Disney Plus show, and it's based around Don Cheadle's War Machine. Those of you that are. Um, uh, uh, knowledgeable, maybe fans of the Iron Man comic book, and you've been reading it for a while. You re- you should remember this this story arc, right? So basically, it's supposed to tie up some things from Iron Man two. Um, conveniently, leaving out Iron Man three because who wouldn't want to do that? Um, in which you know it was stated that most countries were eight to ten years away from Iron Man technology. So this will be around ten years after Iron Man two. Well, that, that's assuming, like, we're, we're looking at eight years now, because the MCU is used the year it was released as the year in the movie. Right, Iron right. Man 2 is 2012, so we're at eight years now. Realistically, this is probably coming out 2022 or so. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how they're fully handling the, the time jump from Endgame and everything else. Right. But it's going to be roughly... 10 years after I'm assuming 2022 they haven't announced well whichever the case is I think it'll be interesting to see uh, Don Cheadle as the the lead there yeah because in the comic books of course it was Iron Man and um, like I've always said that Don Cheadle of course being the type of actor that he is he's great for a role like this 
because he got the acting chops to to legitimize th- this sort of show to make it really pop, right? Yeah. So and they are sticking at least limited to what the comics are. Right. Have, right. Again, right. we don't have a lot of details yet. We they've been, this is just what they've announced as a show and that it will feature Don Cheadle as War Machine. Right. Right. But they've also mentioned like supposed to be like what happens when tony stark's greatest nightmare comes true and his technology falls into the wrong hands which Mm -hmm. is again armor wars was when his armors were being used by villains right basically using all his tech and they would they were just doing things with it that he didn't approve of and he felt responsible for and i can see where don Cheadle being tony's best friend tony being dead but actually, Tony won't be dead here because if it's based, what are they saying, 10 years after Iron Man 2? Yeah, but again, that was that's going off of assuming if it comes out 2022, they're keeping ah, that's it a good point. 2022. But point. remember that 2019 was Endgame and there was that five-year jump, which would yeah. put it in 2024. That's a good point. We're not fully sure how they're going to handle that bit, and I'm not worried about that right now. Nah. But seeing as it's going to feature Don Cheadle, I'm assuming it's going to take place after Endgame. Same. Same. So if that is the case, that is definitely something that we need to be um, looking forward to. I know... Like I said, Don Cheadle's a great actor, seeing, and this is a show. So, like, we, I, I, I've seen him in other TV series before. It's great when he gets a chance to really flesh out a character and not just have a few scenes here or a few scenes there. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really good. Um, then, uh, you know, kind of connected to that, you got the Ironheart series, which is announced by Disney Plus. Riri Williams played by Dominique Thorne, um, and listen. I've been wondering when they was going to bring her into the mix for a while now and how they yeah. were going to do it. You know what I mean? Because yeah, they could very well tie her appearance. Her first appearance could very well be in Armor Wars. Right. First. Or if Ironheart comes first, she could still play a role in Armor Wars. So picture this, right? Picture Rhodey believing that her armor is uh, connected to the whole thing of somebody stealing um, Tony's tech, but then finds out it's not. She's just brilliant, (laughs) right? So she created a lot of this on her own. Um, She saw the stuff he did and thought, I can create that kind of thing too, and that's exactly what she did. Yeah. So I'd be interested in seeing how they would introduce that. Doesn't it seem like you would make sense for them to use that synergy, you know? I, I'm kind of hoping Armor Wars comes first and they kind of yes. introduce her yes, in that same. for her series. Same. same. But who knows? Yeah, we don't know at this point. Next up, we have the Secret Invasion series announced. We don't know a whole lot about it, but we do know it will feature Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury <laughs> and Ben Mendelsohn as the Skrull Talos. You know, you gotta love Sam Jacks. Sam Jack has been collecting the Marvel checks for years. <laughs> for yep. years and years and years. So, 
I am interested in Secret Invasion and how they're going to do this because what it sounds like to me anyway, and we got can't be too can't, can't be too sure because Marvel tends to flip the table up upside down, like and, and, and you we know. Also, got to remember in Captain Marvel, the scrolls were actually flipped as the good exactly, guys. exactly. So, we, so we, we don't know, know if there's maybe a second sect of scrolls that are disgruntled Dis- and it's yeah, like yeah. Talos working alongside Nick Fury to stop them. Right, right, sure, right, sure. You know, we don't, we don't know. We just know that it is going to feel feature Talos and Nick Fury as the main stars of Secret Invasion. Right. And again, I feel like um, this is something else I'm interested in because Secret Invasion in the comic book, at least, was a huge story. Spanning across multiple titles. So, oh yeah. So I'm interested interested in seeing how they're going to do this. I know it's gonna they're gonna compact it, make it kind of compact. But it, do you think that the, the events of this series could end up having an impact on the MCU as a whole? Will we start seeing uh, the things that happen there impacting other movies. Yeah, because that might happen. I don't know how they plan on blending all of that together, but that could happen. Um, what's this next one about? Captain Marvel 2 confirmed. Release date November 11th, 2022. Uh, Ms. Marvel played by Iman Vellani. And an adult, finally, Monica Rambeau portrayed by Tiana Paris, who will also play Monica Rambeau in WandaVision. And they both have roles, you know, in that movie. And listen, I have been waiting for Monica Rambeau for a little while now. Not- and we did see her as a kid we in did. the original Captain we did. Marvel. We did. Lieutenant Trouble, for those who don't remember. Yeah. And here's the thing. Not for the reason that some of these whiny, whiny, toxic fans wanted to say it. In other words, they tried to use that character as a weapon against Brie. No, because actually, uh, Monica Rambeau's a dope-ass character. And a lot of you might not know who she is or what she can do. But I'm telling you now, once they introduce her and they do it in true Marvel fashion, um, I think she's going to be a popular character. Yeah. Now, whether or not she gets well, her own movie, that's something I don't know. But I think she's going to be popular. We, we don't know. We don't even know if she's going to be super powered or if Facts. she's just going to be in the comics. She is super powered. Yes, absolutely. She's also known as Spectrum. We don't know if they're going to give her superpowers in this, but it will still be nice to see these comic connections. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that excites people like us, right? I'm like, man, I recognize her in the comics. Even if it's a different character, it's like still the same character in spirit. It's still the same character in spirit, right? Yep. Absolutely. And last up for the major new announcements, Black Panther 2 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to release mm -hmm. on July 8th, 2022. Tentatively. Yeah, obviously we... The Rona's fucked everything up. But <laughs> yeah, right. That, that is the date they have attached to it right now. So we do have a date for when it is released. Right. They have also confirmed they will not recast T'Challa and that they will honor the legacy of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. They will also continue to explore the characters in the world of Wakanda introduced so far throughout the film. 
They did not confirm if Shuri will take up the mantle or not. But that's the general consensus because of the comics. That's what most people are predicting. Shuri does take up the mantle when T'Challa dies. Yeah, I think they're going to string us along with that for a while before they make yeah, any serious it, announcements about that. On, on another note, I would not be upset if they threw a complete curveball here. Facts. And M'Baku takes it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would not be upset about M'Baku taking on the, ty- the role of Black Panther. I wouldn't either. He has absolutely been in the first Black Panther movie. He was a highlight. He was a standout. That, yep. Winston Duke was a highlight in that role. And that whole movie was a highlight for the MCU. That's a fact. Everything about it was good. And he still managed to stand out in a movie where everything stood out. Yeah, that's that's a fact. And um, same continues with, like, Infinity War when he shows up and saves the fucking day. Yeah, dude. That's what he does. That's what he, he does. shows up. He's like, yo, what up? I'm here. I'm pulling up. <laughs> like, I, I, I actually, got you, fam. Um, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be even be opposed to um, Nakia, uh, Lapita's character. Uh, yeah. Dawning. I, I wouldn't because I've seen her in some, some more things fairly recently. And they were kind of action oriented, and she doesn't do a bad job with the physicality. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, yo, like they, they really do have a um, selection of really yeah. great actors and actresses that they can choose that I would not be angry at at all, not at all, you know. But again, given how that they haven't done the Jabari tribe and Mbaku as villains, facts, I would actually be. I honestly think. It'd be hilarious, and it's my first choice just because it would be such a huge curveball to it have him be. take up the mantle. It would be. He's, fun, he's a funny dude, too. So. Yeah, and I would not be upset about that Mm-mm. in any way. Mm-mm. I just think this would be a great twist and a good way to, like, you know what? We unexpectedly had this guy die, and we didn't plan for that. Right, right. See what we can do with this and make the best out of it. And that might be one of the great ways. And that's true. Again, he stood out. Everybody, everybody I know loved that guy as a character. That's true. So yeah. let's see if we we'll see what we get when Black Panther two comes. Also, um, shout out to to Walt to Disney and and Marvel for reading the tea leaves on the Chad Chadwick Boseman thing. They read they they read the room on that. It was like. I, no one has an appetite to see him just just willy nilly replaced, you know. Yeah, um, and I saw a lot. Of, I I saw uh, not a lot. I saw a handful of people saying I did too. They should just replace him. I did too. And then I also saw half those same people say, "Oh yeah, they announced they're not replacing him. That was the right move. I called that they should replace him." <laughs> I'm not going to get into it with you, but I remember. I remember your energy I remember. has changed. It's not the same energy. It's just not. What are you, what are you, you doing over cause, there? Because <laughs> this guy straight up said they need to replace him. What? You can't expect an industry like this to just stop because one guy died. It's like we're, we're not stopping it. But if it's literally in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do that. <laughs> and, and, and that's the other thing I think people uh, fail to understand, too. When someone puts their mark on a character, it is hard to detach 
for the fans to detach. All these other people running around here talking this 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 stuff about they should just move on to the next one. One of the arguments I've heard for that is because they said the character deserves to have their story arc completed. I'm like, look, man, they can do all of that without replacing him. Like, yeah, they can do all of that without replacing Absolutely. him. Absolutely, continue that same story arc with someone else's Black Panther. In fact, it's kind of the premise of the fact that the leader of the country becomes Black Panther. Right. Right. Most of the issues tend to be very national issues. Exactly. Now, if you wanted to follow the comics super accurately, you're right. You wouldn't be able to build the whole Doom versus T'Challa. Right, right, right. Or Doom or T'Challa versus Namor thing. That would be kind of hard. But seeing as neither of those characters are even introduced yet, Facts. you could give that same dynamic to whoever takes up the mantle. Right. It's not like it was, let's say, who knows? Let's go with, uh, let's say Justin Hammer. Okay. For just sake. Tony Stark and Justin Hammer, they've both been established. They've both been interaction. We saw how that went in Iron Man 2. And then let's say Robert Downey Jr. died. You can't replace him and then expect that same dynamic. Yeah, it's not. These guys haven't been brought in yet. They haven't been introduced. Therefore, you can build that dynamic with anyone. Right. And let's let's face it. whether, Whether they have M'Baku, who honestly I feel would be a more apt comparable if you're going to push like to chop uh push them towards like a doom or namor type thing right and if you're going for some of the other story arcs you could really go with shuri far easier yeah absolutely absolutely just especially since how they kind of played her young and sort of flaunting tradition Mm -hmm. that's not one you kind of want standing up to a namor or doom if you're going that no (laughs) no So that's the case you'd want either someone else in that role such as mbaku or you want them as part of a different franchise right as the villain yeah yeah so i think you know i am i'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to do this but like i said i also give them props for um honoring the legacy of chadwick boseman um, they can absolutely do everything. And listen, um, going up against a Namor or a Doom, whoever they decide that, that that's going to, they're going to be the principal character at that point, that's going to elevate them anyway. But however that turns out, that's going to elevate them. So, you know, we will see. Um, so what do we have next? The trailers? trailer section so have you watched all those i have yet? watched every single one until my eyes bled all right <laughs> so yeah what did you think of the wandavision trailer so my first impression was simply this the first half of this i'm not sure how i'm how i'm going to feel about um it, it will be a testament and great storytelling because from what I've seen, it looks like to me that the first half of this is not going to be your regular. It is not Marvel going to be what we thing. expect out of Marvel, yeah. as as far as the style goes. Right. They've definitely adapted the sitcom style. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I guess we kind of knew was going to happen yeah. when they got, like, you know, some of the greats to help advise them on how those 50s and 60s shows were done. Right. If they can keep my attention with that by putting, you know, the right amount of Marvel goodness and, and you know, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm there for it. My, But I'm not going to lie and, t- and say that my big interest is in the second half. Because when things, go when things rev up. Yeah. That's well, my main interest. It kind of looks south from, from what we know. We don't know when it's going to take place in the show. Right. Yeah, it definitely looks like things go south. Because I remember in the trailer where Monica's like, I'm I'm dead. Like, you're not dead. Like, But he's dead. Right. Like, Vision's dead. Right. And if I'm seeing him, I must be, be dead. dead too. Right, right. And, like, we never even saw Darcy appear in trailer i don't believe so we don't even know we know she's we know she's she's confirmed yes we know she's confirmed and we know she's a regular yeah they they mentioned she's going to be a regular on it it's like we never even saw anything with her so we still don't know what her whole role is in the show facts and then falcon and the winter soldier listen which is going to air (laughs) march 19th 2021 Dude, listen. I look, I am so looking. I am, man, listen. When didn't you get? Didn't you get with the winter uh, Captain America Winter Soldier vibes from this? Like it's a going big, to kick yes. ass. Like, but, but it's also just the vibes that the two of them have. It's like, so what do you have a plan? Jumps out. Oh, great. No plan. No plan. Okay. The usual. The usual. It's just like that kind of thing. It's just straight up. The way they act is, is funny enough, exactly how those two characters act in the comics. Yeah. They are straight up. They're, they're close friends, but they're brothers, and they will take shots at each other all day. Dude, the and interaction. From what, the from what we saw on the trailers man yeah, yeah we are getting that but then like even watching their interviews going into like Endgame and infinity war and everything and civil war mm-hmm. they seem to have that kind of relationship they too do. it was like it's like like looking what was it in uh civil war when yeah it's like will you move your seat no <laughs> no so <we> just <laughs> So he sort of shuffles over a bit, and then they see uh, Captain America getting kissed, and they're both like, my boy. <laughs> and it was like, that's straight up. That is something brothers would do. Move Dude, your seat. No. <laughs> what about when they, when they were taking on Spider-Man at the airport? <laughs> and, you could have done that the whole time. Like, Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah, and it, it really looks like we're getting that kind of dynamic. That's needed in this show as well. Yeah, and that's, that's needed. That's needed. That's absolutely perfect. You know, I, they're I still think... taking on a serious role. Exactly. The fact that with that dynamic, you're still like, all right, you can still have a few good laughs in this. Right? I honestly think we're about to get everything. I think I think this show, like every all the all the shit that we love the most about the MCU, I think it's going to be wrapped up yeah. in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I really do. What that, I've seen that trailer a hundred times now. I, that so, trailer is so good, dude. It's so good. It's so good. Honestly, after the, after we're done recording this, I'm gonna watch, watch that it. trailer because <laughs> <laughs> I've watched all these trailers multiple times. Yes, but. 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the one that appealed to me the most. Yeah, yo, it 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 has and that again, mark it, on it. it. Again, it's that dynamic that the two of them have. Yeah, and yeah. we know that dynamic is also outside of script and acting. Right, like when you when you see the two of them do interviews, they do the same on thing on press tours. Yeah, they're like that too. That's it's like fact. yo, man. And they're straight up like they they both go out of their way to bully Tom Holland. And so <laughs> that always cracks me up. They go out of their way to just bully him. Oh man! And it's straight up. It's like obviously in a friendly way. It's not bully because they don't like him. It's obviously fully like little friendly brother, and like little brother versus. But it's like you, you can tell those two are just. They, they seem like fun people to be around. Dude, I think we're gonna get everything. I think if you want humor. The Marvel humor, you're gonna get that. You want the Marvel badassery, you're gonna get you're that gonna too. Get that. Like, I, man, I'm, I am really looking forward to this. And the fact that we gotta wait till March, the only reason why it doesn't fuck with me as much is because we got some content from them coming before March. So all of that's gonna lead into that. You know, it's gonna be. Yeah. I'm telling you, 2021 is gonna be a good year for Marvel. Uh, so y'all can. But take- if you also look at the art. The Winter Soldier's arm in that one. It's yeah. not the steel arm. Either. I noticed. It's not the steel arm with the red star. Yeah. It's, That's it's, vibranium, isn't it? it? It's it's got the Wakanda vibes. It's yeah. got the black with the gold marks over Facts. it. That that Facts. is Wakanda vibes right there. Facts. I can't wait. They, they gave Falcon a new costume. It's it's actually pretty similar to it's his pretty similar uh, to the comic book one his, before he got comic the um before he got the shield, um, no, no, I think it's pretty close to the one where he does have the shield. Wait a minute, the one with the shield, right? Didn't he do? Didn't he do the whole red, white, and blue scheme? And, uh, and that's the, that's what he has here. What I thought that was the red. And ex- let me look at that again, because I could have sworn that was the red. It's red, white, red, white and blue. It's, except it's not the bright blue. It's ah, like that's that it. That's blue, why. Right? That's it, why. It's not the bright blue that match the Captain America blue. Yeah. It's just the darker blue, which again kind of fits the tone. Like even looking in Winter Soldier, Civil War, all that, Captain America's been wearing that darker color in the movies. Right. So it, it fits that when he takes up the legacy, he still goes to the red, white, and blue and he's using the darker blue. Yeah. That's the legacy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to that. And then uh what? Two months later? We get Loki. Loki. May 2021. I mean, that trailer, first of all, from what I'm saying, from what it looks like, he's the hero and the villain. It looks like he... And, and that sums up who Loki is. <laughs> he, is he will absolutely save the day, but he, he's taking something from it. Yeah, he's getting something out of the deal. Like, come on now. It looks like he's he, going... He, he, he doesn't. He's he's a villain, but he doesn't want the world to end. He has his fun there. Well, see, that's the thing. Um, he's evolved as a character, even in the comic books, because yeah. initially Loki was just mustache twirling bad guy with all these powers. I'm a god, and this, that, and other. But over the course of his existence in the, in, in Marvel comics. He's definitely he, evolved. He and even now he's focused primarily, and this has kind of been the thing since Loki, Agent of Asgard, mm-hmm. 
And up to now, it, it's still the primary focus. He doesn't want to be the god of evil anymore. Right. Because what the, what the god – what you're the god of is based around your actions. He went from being a god of mischief to being a god of lies and mm-hmm. a god of evil mm-hmm. because his actions were all about lying and being evil. Right. He wanted to get back to his roots. So he still has that mischievous streak. But he also started focusing on being the god of stories. Yes, yes. And that's kind of where he's at now. He's more a god of stories. Like, yes, no one's forgotten that he's Loki. But people are more willing to entertain him, even if they don't trust 90% of what he says. Right. Because he has, in the recent years, been doing the heroic thing. And and the thing with that is, I believe they no longer believe he's out to murder them. So but I think that helps. But they still don't trust him, right? Like I think and that's what some, helps. Something that surprised me, and even in that the trailer, I knew Owen Wilson was in it. They announced it mm-hmm. in the trailer. He was featured. Yes. I was looking. I did not even notice that was Owen Wilson. Me either. Me either. It really looks like they're giving him a chance to do a a serious role mm-hmm. instead of his typical Owen Wilson role. Right. Right. Which which works for him. It works for him. He he that style of role he normally takes. Yeah. It's him. is not a, is not a style that I think most people could pick up. No, nah, probably not. But it, it's nice to see him in something where it's not a typical Owen Wilson role. Right. And the fact that he was borderline unrecognizable at first, it was like, wait, until I sort of looked and pointed out, like, wait, that's that's Owen Wilson. Right, right. What? Right. Like, you didn't recognize him. At all. And so I, I'm sort of looking forward to see if it was just the trail, what we saw in the trailers that sort of made it seem like it wasn't an Owen Wilson mm-hmm, role, mm-hmm. or if it's actually not your typical Owen Wilson role. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm still looking forward to that show. No, I, I definitely want to see it because it looks like, doesn't it look like that he's going even, up? Even in the trailer, you see that vote for Loki one. And yeah. That storyline was just that kind was, of hilarious. Exactly. And it looks like he's going up against different versions of himself. Like I saw. And not just, Loki. not just himself, but like. Yeah. Just, just different time variants. Cause that's exactly. who he's working with. The exactly. time variance authority. It's interesting, man. And you got to wonder if we might see Kang make an appearance or not. Right. Right. Time, that's a Kang. Very, that, yeah. that, that's a possibility. We don't know for sure, but that is a possibility that we might see a Kang appearance of some sort. Now, I'm wondering also this. If they use um, the version of Loki that eventually destroys all life on Earth. Um because if he's going up against also different versions, versions time of himself. himself, wouldn't that be like one of the most like uh, dangerous, dangerous ones. ones? Like, absolutely. I can't wait for this show. You know, anything connected to the whole Asgardian shit, I'm going to be down with. Anyway, yeah, so. y- you are all about that. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I- I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and of course, uh, next Marvel's What If Summer 2021. This is probably the first MCU project that is fully animated. And we're not talking CGI look. It is animated, animated. And it looks amazing. That trailer looks amazing. Like, 
And what's nice is the fact that like a lot of these actors did voice their characters. Yes. Like I said, it's one of those things we are going to hear Chadwick Boseman in. Right. E- each episode is basically a standalone what if story. Yeah. And it's and from what I'm hearing, they're not going according to the timeline of the the chronological order of the movies. They're going to jump around a bit. Um but this is it's a what if it's one of those things yeah. where the time matter that even in the trailer they talk about how it's different realities mm-hmm. different timelines these are some of their stories um, it, it never says anything about this is this reality if the MCU happened here and then this way that. right right this is this reality in this story this and is this the next reality story it's a different this reality. story mm-hmm. 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 and it looks like. I think we're getting at least one Marvel Zombies reference in there. Oh yeah, I from that I trailer. Said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You see Cat the uh, Cap looking at, or something in a Cap Captain America uniform, a zombie Captain <laughs> uniform, uh, looking like it was about to attack uh, Winter Soldier. I just think that that I think Marvel is about to really legitimize their animated thing because yeah. I've had issues with a lot of the. Um, the Disney um, stuff in the past where they would have, um, you know, the Marvel characters represent a certain type of way. I love the original um, Earth's Mightiest Heroes Avengers um, cartoon. I thought it was yeah. well done. But then when they did the um, the Mighty Avengers one that came after that, they switched up on the style of animation, and I really wasn't all that impressed with that. And then... Well, it, that, that newer series... It was really the fifth season that the animation style straight up turned me off. Wow. We like just looked like they movie. wasn't trying anymore. Well, it was a different style. Like they, they they definitely went to move to appeal to an even younger audience. Uh, yes, they did. And the style that they went from season four, which was the first four seasons. Mm-hmm. And then, which is a shame because season five seemed to be focused around Black Panther. Yep. Yep. And then that fifth season, the animation style, I just, I watched one episode and it was like, I, I can't, I can't do watch this. it. I can't, I can't. And it, it was almost a different show because they even brought back like villains from the other ones. Right. Except they looked nothing, nothing like, like it. that. Yeah. And it's so it's like, it might as well have been another show. And even, and even with the ones if you, if you guys go on Netflix and they use, they have some, um, little Marvel seasonal movies, or whatever on there, like a Halloween one with Hulk and... Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, it's just not good. And I didn't like the writing. None of that. Now, yeah, you get the juxtaposition on Netflix This because, one looks like it's really well done. Yeah, th- this As far as their animation. Th- this is the kind of animation that'll let them compete with DC animation. Ex- yo, stuff, exactly. DC animation is amazing. Top-notch. I have seen very few things from DC Animation where I haven't been impressed. Agreed. One one of the only ones I really didn't like was Batman Ninja. I hated it. I hated it. I I hated it. I watched like three, four minutes. Like, I can't Can't do do this. Can't do it. I'm generally not a fan of anime as a whole, but like just how they did that whole style. It was horrible. It was horrible. It It was not appealing to me at all. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. But um, 
I've been I th- sometimes I think this sort of thing happens when you let the execs um make take over and make yeah, make the, the, the creative decisions. I think they really wasn't the execs don't really pay attention all that much to the quality and the and the um the comparison. But do you need to because that shit was bad. And, yeah. and going forward now, to me, you can't go backwards. If 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 Marvel's What If is as dope as it looks, I can't see. Don't go backwards. You might as well keep yeah. that going. Keep that going. Yeah. So now into other news, which is stuff that was just relatively minor or things that were already announced. Yeah. That we just got a little more detail on. Mm-hmm. Miss Marvel, we knew she was cast, and we knew she was getting a show. Yep. The only new we we did get a little bit of new information about it, and that is that the show will have a release date of late 2021. Right. Right. Which implies that they've actually already done a good deal of the shooting and stuff. Most, if not all, the shooting. Yeah, that's what it seems like. So that's actually a. A bit of a twist. Yeah. Yep. Because they kept that under wraps pretty well. Like, they did announce that it was going to be a show. Right. They only announced that they cast her, like, a month and a half mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. So they Which already means, cast e- and started they, working. They, either they had cast her and they started filming within a week That's type I, thing. Man. Or. She was already cast. Or, or they cast her and just. Because it was a, uh, a character that people weren't as interested in, given all the other stuff that was already yeah, out there. Yeah, probably we were so. Talking, we were talking heavily about Thor 4, mm-hmm. Guardians 3, mm-hmm. we were talking Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's easy for something like this to sort of slip under, especially given, oh, we still have WandaVision, we still have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki... Right, the stuff that's been in the front lines since Disney Plus from the get go, right, was getting the attention that this one, we knew it was coming, but it just necessarily wasn't the attention grabbing because it wasn't something we were expecting out soon. Yeah, and not only that, I've I've never been um, shy about me not really being her not really appealing to me as a character as much as some of the others. And it's only recently when I started to appreciate her more because of the Marvel Avengers game. So, so you started, yeah, I started looking into her. Yeah, so okay. I know I've I've recommended to you to uh, check out the Champions Run if you want to try and start getting into her because you start seeing what of her dynamic is while still seeing characters I know you enjoy like Miles and right. There was that bit where there was young Cyclops. I know you were all over Mm -hmm, that one. mm -hmm, So it's like. mm -hmm. You know, read this one to start getting into her because I know there's characters there that you would follow the storyline for. And anyway. it would, yeah, and it would actually help me like her more. Her interactions with him, and it it did obviously it did. Did. <laughs> it did it did it did it absolutely did. Now we also we already knew a She-Hulk series was already <laughs> announced. Yes, yes. Disney did officially confirm that Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. And Tim Roth's Abomination from the Edward Norton Hulk are to appear in it. Good stuff. And they've officially confirmed that Tatiana Maslany will be the She-Hulk. Right. It was one of those well-known secrets. 
she outright denied being approached to it for the role. And that was heavily because she apparently had a non-disclosure act until this date. Right. So during the Disney investment meeting when they made all these things was the date she was officially allowed to talk about being approached and cast for this. Right. And this is exactly the kind of thing why Spider-Man 3 rumors are everywhere because we have a couple that have been confirmed and a lot of them that it's always up in the air and it's like, well, we don't know if they're in it, but if they have a non-disclosure act, they can't talk about it anyway. Anyway, right. So just because they're denying it publicly doesn't mean that it's not true. You know, it could still be true. They could still be attached to it and everything. I really want them to avoid the Spider-Man 3 curse. Um, so, listen, there's only two hours in this movie. Right? So, one of the things that harms a movie is a lack of character development when you have too many people in there. Now, some people don't really need as much. Like, uh, we know who Spider-Man is. We know what he's been through. However, um, there should be character progression for him. So, yeah. if you got too many other... Um, Characters Too in many storylines in one. Yeah, thing. you're gonna fuck with his progression, and I don't think we're gonna like it as much. So just be wary of that. That's all. Be wary of it. Yeah. Um. Then of course John Watts to direct Fantastic Four movie. Um. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't he also directing the next Spider-Man movie? I one it was him. John Watts, that no, name she, sounds familiar. He did direct Homecoming. Ah, okay. Home. Okay. So he directed the the first two. I don't know if he's going to be directing the. Yeah. Wow. He he's he was the director and writer for Homecoming, mm-hmm. and then he was just the director for Far From Home, and he's going to be the director for the third one. Oh well, there you go. But the third one's already in filming, right? So this project's going to be done with Fantastic Four having no set date, presumably the first film of Phase 5. Right. Which means we're also looking at four years out. Something like that. Something give or like take. That. Give or take, we're looking at three and a half, four years out before that even because you think if you think about it these phases now won't take as long to complete because before they, all of this stuff played out in the movie theaters now they have disney plus where they can do a lot of the narrative there and i think the turnaround time is, is a lot quicker so well we, i mean we're also looking at what it was 12 years for the first three phases yeah yep 11 years for the first three phases so we're looking at about four years of phase yeah something like that yep yeah. So yeah, with that, keeping that in mind, like remember, seeing as a bunch of these are TV shows, that still takes a bit of time to film. And they everything. do. It's they not do. like it's not like you film it and bam, there you go. You have it all in two and a half hours. It's like cool. I have this over ten hours. And also, we're not even sure how many episodes, or um, eight hours, or thirteen hours, or whatever. We don't know how long they yeah. are. We don't know how many episodes they might do the same thing that um that uh hbo max has done with the snyder cut just as the snyder cut where it they shot it as a movie but they they split it up into different segments 
I, I doubt it's going to be done like that one because these ones were announced as TV shows, right? Right, right. Snyder Cut was originally meant to be a movie and kind of got derailed with the death and his well, family true. and everything else. That's so true. that's very true. Well, like I said, we still we have to wait and see because certain things they've talked about, certain things they haven't. We'll see. But I will say this: if they wind up being four episodes series and shit like that. I'm gonna say they shot it as a movie, yeah. This is a movie. You can call me on that one. Like this is a movie, all right. So, next up, this is one we've known for a while. Mm -hmm. Christian Bale is the main villain of Thor: Love and Thunder. Right. They have officially confirmed what that villain role is. It was one that was kind of speculated, and I know you've mentioned you really hope this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Bale is confirmed as gore the god butcher yeah yeah man so we are getting so we might be getting that thor god of thunder and thor goddess of thunder storyline and you know somebody made it I, I saw a theory floating out there that if they're using gore then absolutely they need three thors at least more than one because in the comic books it took three thors to put Gore down the first time. It took the Thor from the future, present day Thor, and young yeah, and young Thor. So it does make sense now that we're getting the Jane Foster. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because you know, Marvel never does exactly the way the story is in the comic book panel for panel. They they change some dynamics that that switch up. But it would make sense. And nowhere else would make sense if that was the also the um Movie that introduced Beta Ray Bill. Three Thor-like oh, characters. Be, <laughs> I would be all over that, especially since they kind of teased Beta Ray in Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. When you looked yeah. at the, the palace, as it zoomed out, you mm -hmm. saw Beta Ray Bill's head, mm -hmm. as well as Gladiator's head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yo, give me Beta Ray Bill. Three Thors against Gore, just like... In the comics. The comics. Makes sense now. Makes sense. And the other thing that's crazy about that, too, is there were elements of Hela that reminded me of Gore. Yeah. Throwing them blades and all that other stuff, the little necro sword type shit she was doing over there. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting. You know, I'm, you, know, you know I'm psyched for it. And next we have the Hawkeye series. Um... Supposed to be announced for late 2021. Kate Bishop to be portrayed by Haley Steinfeld. Um, and um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Aliqua Cox making her MCU and acting debut as Maya Lopez. In the comics, Maya Lopez is known as Echo. You know what's crazy about that? She must have absolutely killed her audition. Absolutely killed it. If this is her acting debut as well as her MCU debut. Yeah. She must have crushed that shit. Well, I mean, look at it. Uh, uh, for Miss Marvel, mm -hmm. it's the same thing. Same right? thing, it, right. Right. But yeah, for those who don't know, Echo in the comics has worked alongside... Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, mm -hmm. and Moon Knight. And she has also taken up the role of Ronin. Hmm. Which is a role that 
is more often associated with the Clint Barton Hawkeye. Facts. And she has also been tricked into working for Kingpin in the past as well in the comics. Hmm. Hmm. So, like, this is a, a relatively significant character. She's highly skilled. And she, her nickname in the comics is Echo because she's, when she starts seeing things, she's completely deaf. And when she starts seeing things, she can learn to echo and mimic it. She learned to sing, like, as an operatic singer by watching them do it. Right. Right. She learned to fight better than Daredevil because she watched videotape of Daredevil fighting Taskmaster. And she gained all their skills in fighting by watching that because she can mimic it. It's... It's like seeing an echo of something. And that's kind of how she gets her name. Looking forward to that. And that's just the fact that she also has a moon Knight tie, which makes me happy because, Oh, of course we know, we know how you get down with the, I'm all about that with the night of moons as Thor would call them. Like (laughs) we know, we know. Give me loony Mooney. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um, uh, Shang-Chi has wrapped up production to hit the theaters July 9th, 2021. Now, theater stuff, take that with a grain of salt because we don't know how this whole um, situation is going to resolve itself as far as the way they distribute these movies. But um, 20- well, it's already wrapped up production. It's fully yeah. out there. So if it doesn't hit theaters, it's because theaters aren't open. They're not open. Right, right. Um uh, it says that, um, they've also revealed some additional cast and roles, including the villain Razor Fist, portrayed by Florian Montunu. Am I pronouncing Montinu? I guess I'm pronouncing that right. Montinu. Montinu. Um, Doctor, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is also confirmed that former Spider-Man director Sam Raimi directed. Yo, that's weird as fuck, though. Yeah. That's weird as fuck. Don't you think that's weird? That Sam Raimi is direct. Well, maybe not. No, nah, it, it, it seems like, especially with the way Doctor Strange goes, it's a very Sam Raimi kind of film. Yeah, yeah. So, on top of its connections with WandaVision and the third Spider-Man film mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. up, because there is going to be ties to that as part of why Doctor Strange will be in the third Spider-Man. Right. It will also be introducing the character of America Chavez, being played by Sochi Gomez. Mm. who is the star of Netflix's The Babysitter's Club based off of the book series. Never heard of it. I did, but I I didn't read it. Mm-hmm. But book reports as a kid when half the people would do like... It was the same few book series that everyone ended up doing. Yeah. That was a popular yeah. one. So I learned a fair bit about it without ever reading it. Right. America's Shot oh, yeah, is interesting. So we're seeing America Chavez, yeah. That's interesting, man, because you wouldn't expect that character. Sochi Gomez does have a couple of acting roles. Mm -hmm. Mostly in TV, though, but still. A couple of acting roles. And again, they they did get a Latina girl to play the role. Right. I say girl because she's young. We're looking at, like, she looks fourteen or fifteen. She reminds me of Star Girl, even though they don't, they don't have similar powers at all. But she does remind me just the whole aesthetic 
kind of reminds me of Stargirl. Yeah. But yeah, it's like she's quite young as well. So like I would not be surprised if they do again going into that kind of young Avengers type thing. Mm. Mm. That a lot of people are uh we're seeing kind of pushed. Right. I'm with it. So yeah, we'll we'll see how this plays out, but like she is she has been introduced. Mm-hmm. She's been confirmed. Well, she's been introduced in the comics, but she's been confirmed for her appearance here. Right. So that's kind of cool. We'll we'll see how this goes out. Again, a Latina actress playing a role that is a Latina character. America Chavez is, you know, she's a dark-skinned Latina in the comics. And right. Here, the, the actress playing her is a bit more light-skinned, but still, the fact that it's they're making an effort to get the, a Latina actor for a Latina role instead of a white actor. Give them a job. They need jobs, too. Give them jobs. Yep. Um, and a very little bit was just announced about Moon Knight. Very little. Like, it was teased before. We we knew a Moon Knight series was in the works, and that was about the extent of it. Yeah. And that's... We know barely anything more now, but they did confirm that each personality will be a distinct character in the series. And I would and imagine that, that's a big thing for a fan, right? Like, yeah. they gotta get that right. They gotta get that right. Yeah. And that there will be a fair bit of Egyptian iconography, mm-hmm. which again lines up with the comics fairly well. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they do with that. And something here is just more of a small add-on. It's not necessarily comics related. Yeah. But Disney Plus is adding Star to their uh, international Disney Plus subscriptions. Interesting. Uh, Hulu is basically the American version of it, but Hulu is America only. Right. So this basically allows Disney to add similar content, including more adult content, to their international Disney Plus subscribers. Hmm. Given that it allows more adult themes, there's also a lot of talks that, you know, franchises like Blade and Moon Knight might actually have darker tones similar to the comics. I'm here for it. Instead of the PG-13 like every MCU project outside of Netflix. Right. No, I'm so here for it. Th- there's a potential like, for... You know, that to be a Disney Plus thing, and in the U.S., it'll be on the Disney Plus Hulu part. The rest of the world, it'll be the Disney Plus Star part. Yeah, and on the business side of it, um, one of the complaints from friends of mine that don't live in the United States is that some shit they don't get because they make that shit almost exclusively there. Hulu is American only, Mm -hmm. unless unless you subscribe to it and then use a VPN. Right, you can't access it. And that's what I'm saying. This so is good. This, this is their answer to that. It's like, hey, this is going to be not America. This is going to be international. But it's going to be similar content. It's Right. They're also going to do a bunch of local content. So, like, in India, it's going to be... Star is going to have a lot of Indian films. Yep. Indian and Indian shows stuff. as well. Stuff that they like to in, watch. In mm-hmm. Canada, it's going to have a lot more Canadian stuff in... 
Australia, it's going to have more Australian. It allows them to still focus on that stuff. And because it's not necessarily a strict PG-13, they can expand upon that more and still fulfill what if that country happens to have a minimum content requirement from that country, because I know Canada has that, where I think there has to be like a minimum 30% Canadian content for Mm. it to be up here which because we don't necessarily have a lot of content limits heavily limits the amount like our net canadian netflix is about a third of the size of american netflix Hmm. because they can't load up all the stuff because there's just not enough canadian ips that are on netflix that they can get a hold of right and seeing as they have to maintain that minimum 30%, they can't expand so much. Yeah. Yeah. So this allows them to do that and expand more. And especially seeing as it's not a PG-13, and it will have an age thing you can adjust for this part. Mm-hmm. It'll allow you to open up a lot more stuff. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I think it's a good business move. Um, and besides, you know, anything that allows more people to get to watch um, their more content, stuff. like, come on, I, I'm all for that. It made zero Cause, sense. Yeah. not Because to- I know when, like, what, Disney bought Fox, a lot of the FX stuff went on to Hulu. Yep. Of course, Hulu can't be accessed outside of the U.S., They've announced they've they've fully said that a lot of that like FX stuff will be on stars. Right. So that is supposed to come in February sometime. So yeah. we do have that to look forward to is Canadians will get more Disney Plus content because of this. Which means more Marvel. And it it also offers more access to Things like this, which gives us hope for a more dark blade in moonlight type series. And if they bring back Burnthal as Punisher, it could possibly go in there. Yep. Same with if they do bring over all the Netflix shows, because I believe they can do that pretty quickly here for most of them. Right. That would probably be the place they put it in because of its darker tones. They Mm -hmm. don't want it in with the rest of the stuff. Yeah. Uh, Hellstrom is a Hulu exclusive, but I imagine that might end up on Star for International. Yeah. So we're looking at that too, because I know Hellstrom, as poorly received as it was, and the fact that it's been canceled <laughs> after one season. Yes. I know it's still darker themes, being well, Son of the it. Devil, yes. Son of the Devil, and everything. That's that's not something they want to really promote with the children friendly aspect. No, they don't, but I I do have some criticism for Disney about some of it. Uh, You wanted to go, you wanted to use a darker tone. I definitely get that. But either shit or get off the pot. Because avoiding calling him the son of Satan, when we comic book fans clearly know that's who he is, it's kind of shaky. And when I was watching, I kept thinking that, like, yo, y'all really taking away from what he is by avoiding saying that. If this is going to be dark, let it be dark. Listen, I just watched 15 years 
of a show, Supernatural, <laughs> that's on regular TV, and they got they had this they had not only did they have Lucifer, they had his son on there, multiple multiple episodes, multiple story arcs. So come on, come on. Well, yeah, but I mean, again, CW doesn't isn't necessarily pushing that PG thirteen reputation. No, Disney's- they're not. Disney has that PG-13 reputation. They have that we're super family-friendly, super kid-friendly reputation. This will grow the kids up. Look, 2020, yeah. should, 2020 should have grown all the Listen. Well, again, <laughs> the fact that they have Hulu with Disney Plus in the U.S., they have, yeah, and that they're adding this in here, allows them to still start doing that internationally as well, which, again, opens it up more a bit more for everyone else. And that's what's needed. We need that. So uh, I'm going to give you all respect for doing that. But the next time you want to do a son of Satan thing, call him the son of Satan. All right. Trust me. Trust me on this about the algorithms. Trust me on this about the engagement. You call him the son of Satan. People are going to watch that shit. They just are, you know. But um, I think that's it for us today. Um, We want to thank everybody that continues to listen to the show. Really appreciate your uh, engagement. Um, also, check out the Black Culture Geek Show that is also under the Multi World Entertainment brand, as well as the Let's Discuss Disney Plus when that comes back. And of course, Metas and Meetings. There also be some other things that are connected with the Multi World that aren't quite fleshed out completely yet, but when they are. We're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. When they are, you guys will definitely be the first to know about it. So uh, for my man, Super Side Guy, I am Tombstone the Dead Man. We are Metas and Mutants, and we are out of here. Peace. Peace.